Listen, this might not be the best podcast you've ever heard, but we think that if you give it a listen, you might have an okay time. There's a bug in there. Everybody, this is episode six of OK Time. Today we are talking about Danava's album Hemisphere of Shadows and Jay Retard's Blood Visions. Won't you stick around and listen? It's going to be a good one. We hope that you're going to like it. Steve, I would like to ask you a question that's been on my mind this week. Mm-hmm. So I was going on a walk with the producer, Sarah, uh, earlier this week with the dog and uh, the baby. And Sarah has these 90 shoes, you know. Um, they're like Birkenstocks. Remember those shoes? Yeah, I do. So, but I couldn't recall what they're called. I was getting them confused. So I called them Dr. Merkenstocks. And then Sarah said, (laughs) Sarah said, uh, what'd you say? And I said, Merkin. So I have a question for you. Do you know what a Merkin is? I do. I I did not know what a Merkin was. That's the greatest conversation I've ever heard of. Yeah. So can you tell me when you first learned what a Merkin is? Because I am 32 and I learned (laughs) this week. I feel like maybe uh, it seems like something that Sarah probably taught me a (laughs) a decade ago. (laughs) Uh, It's just something that I I did. I thought I knew most words, but it's kind of odd that I just, I guess something that sounded so odd to me. You know, and I thought it was a shoe type of shoe from the 90s, but it was not. It was not. (laughs) That's quite a walk. Yeah. So people have been talking about where they were uh, on 9-11 this this week, like remembering. But I I asked. uh, On Twitter or something? No, all over. You know, they always. When you went outside? No. Yeah. Twitter. But like always, you know, on 9-11 every year they talk about that. So. Uh, I'm not going to do that. I just wanted to know when you first learned about uh, what a Merkin was. Um, no disrespect. I I was in Spanish class during 9-11. No disrespect. I was in... Um, I have no idea. I think I, I was definitely in college, but I was working at the place where I met uh, Sarah. We both worked at... Uh, You've Been Framed. You've Been Framed in Newark. Yeah, I was working there and... 2001. I've I've been to that place and mm. I, I'm probably going to go there because we're moving to Delaware this week. I'm going to work on my blue hen body. <laughs> As all of you know, listening to this podcast, the University of Delaware is where Sarah's going to get a new job and the mascot is blue hens and, and everyone goes to the gym there at UD and works on their blue hen bodies and drinks <laughs> plenty of milk. Yeah. <laughs> the, the state beverage. Milk. That must have been a Joe Biden initiative. You really unearthed a gem right there. Yeah. Did you know that? I can't remember if I. No, I didn't. Know. I've never heard that. <laughs> like, why? Why is it? It doesn't make any sense. Like, why Delaware? It's not like <laughs> there's a lot of dairy farms. Maybe there's some. I don't know. I never. I've never been to one. I thought it would be like an Old Bay protein shake or something that would be the official drink, <laughs> but not milk. Not milk. Never would have guessed it. Another thing that's happening uh, as we move, we're driving over there on Thursday. We're literally driving into Hurricane Florence. Like, <laughs> oh, that's exciting. I'm scared a little bit because it's like a U-Haul truck and then oh yeah, one of us is going to drive that and the cats are all going to be drugged up and the baby's going to be in there. You know, she won't be drugged up. Well, I mean, I guess you'll have to play it by ear and... Um 
camp out somewhere if it's too bad. I think we'll be all right. We'll be a little bit north of the hurricane swell, but it's definitely going to be rainy, which I don't care for driving. I'm a, I'm a I nice, I, li- I like it to be qu- calm, quiet and drive about 45. Especially when, when you're driving something you're unfamiliar with and that's much larger than the Tiguan that you usually drive. Yeah. And the U-Haul, we originally had the 15 foot, but we decided on the 20 foot because we have so many boxes of Merkenstocks. <laughs> It's a pretty big um, truck. Is it's the tra- that's the size of the trailer, twenty foot. Well, technically, but if you open the the gate there, it's about uh, I want to say seventeen feet. But then there's a little part on the top that hangs over the cab, and that's for like smaller boxes. And I, I mean, as you would probably imagine, it's a nice spot to store a small box of Merkins or. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that you, you have. You can't shorten Merkin stocks. You guys don't have any of those. No, I'm talking about the shoe. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> she just has one pair. She's not going to need to put them in any boxes. It's my understanding that it's a shoe. Same. I don't know why it's funny. Yeah, I went to Urban Dictionary, typed that in, and then it just redirected me to the shoe store. I don't know. Right from Urban Dictionary to Urban Outfitters. Spelled the same way. I I don't know who manufactures. Was it Doc Doc Merkin? (laughs) 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 Who's the manufacturer? I can't remember. It was, yeah, Doc Merkin. What's going on? Are you going to be doing any hurricane, like hunkering down? Are you going? Is it coming in on uh, Thursday? Yeah, I think it hits the Carolinas on Thursday. I'm going to be in um, Manhattan. Really? For what? Uh, for work, for a conference. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Well, that'll be fun. Yeah, that um, uh, website that I sent you earlier, mm-hmm. um, It was I was researching the presenters and the studio that made that is going to be presenting something. That's exciting. Yeah, there's going to, it should be really good. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And I've never um, done any traveling for work or have, I've never gone to a conference for work. I've only been to one conference ever and it was while I was in school. Conferences can be uh, life-changing, you know? I suspect it will likely be really inspiring. Like um, last year, I think it was last year. It could have been the year before the, who was it? The creative director of um, Black Lives Matter presented. Oh, wow. And also last year, the um, woman that ran the creative team for Hillary Clinton uh, closed the conference. Mic dropped. What's the uh, name of the conference? Did you say that already? Uh, It's called Brand New. Brand, like a brand? Yeah. Is it new, like K-N-E-W? N-E-W. Oh, I don't know that I'm as into it now. That's fair. I <laughs> It's fair feedback. Mm-hmm. But I stand by what I meant when I said that they can be life-changing because I I met Sarah, the producer, at, the, at a conference. Oh, yeah. That was a big one for you. Your face was on a cake. Yep. It's my birthday, so they put me on a cake. Met your wife. Yep. Maybe I'm... Um, I don't plan on meeting a wife, but maybe <laughs> my face will be on a cake. I'll tell you what you got to do. I've I've seen your body type, and you can pull off, off uh, pop, plop, op, plop on some Dr. Merkenstocks and just strut. <laughs> that blue hen bod natural you got a natural blue hen bod you just gotta strut it around you drink plenty of milk like what's not the love uh
So let's talk about the records. You first this week. Um, so did you want to introduce it? Oh yeah, I didn't do that last week. So I had you listen to Denava's album Hemisphere of Shadows. I first encountered Denava um, also in San Diego at the Soda Bar, which I think I mentioned either last episode or the one before that. But it's a pretty cool little venue where a lot of national touring acts come through. Um, And I didn't bother to fact check this last week when I recommended it, but I believe Denava's from Portland. I know it's the Pacific Northwest, but uh, I thank you. I I found it the their their band to be a really really kind of enthralling live act, and I couldn't look away. They're very very talented musicians. Uh, It stuck out to me, and then I kind of explored their back catalog, which isn't super super long, but um, I enjoyed it. And it just kind of popped out of my my brain last week when I was thinking of maybe some more obscure, lesser known bands that I know of that maybe you hadn't really given a good listen. So that's my background. Looking forward to hearing what you thought. Um, it was funny that you you asked me if I had listened to them before, and I said nope, sure haven't. And then like two hours later, I was like, wait a minute, I've seen this. I've seen this band. You saw them, but did you listen to the same record? Um, Probably. I think I listened to all of them, but the thing is, I I thought they were great live, and I remember checking the records out, but maybe it was just like I was really feeling something else at the time. Like it just didn't get worked into regular rotation. So it was... um, certainly didn't know if I had listened to this record, it was once or twice. And that was like three or four years ago. So, um, Oh, uh, you know, what's funny is I remember calling them Danova and I'm not, uh, insinuating that I, I say it right. I don't know what they're called. Um, on their Spotify bio, it says pronounced Dunova. Really? How is that? Yeah. It's D O dash n u dash v u h i don't think i want to pronounce it that way right i always thought it was denava but that, like why would you say it would like a do at no Dunava. no i don't know the i was looking at the album art that's a i'm not sure about that like i don't even know what i'm looking at really um it's like do you know do you know the cover uh i have it up in spotify right it's now it's kind of like so the way i'm gonna describe it is a partially fossilized lizard person with wings like next to a mountain and there's another figure human like i think human legs sticking out of the mountain like they're i don't even know what's happening it's perfect what you said so some things that uh uh some things that came to mind just words phrases uh ideas as i was first listening to it stepdad rock (laughs) Drugs and vandalism, stoner overachieving, hot rods, recklessness, relentless shred, never enough neck. <laughs> oh, it's like when you thought my birth last name was Neck, but never it's not. enough connect. Um, never enough neck is a champ song, and I don't know. It's an instrumental song, so I don't know if it's about anything, but. I like to think that it's, I mean, they, they're very, um, technical guitar players, the, the champs. And so I like to think it's about just 
not enough, not having enough fret. <laughs> you can go higher. You just don't have enough guitar left. <laughs> exactly. Um, so then like upon further um, getting into the record further, I was just like so uh, impressed and interested in what felt like this amazing uh, maybe I'm projecting, but it felt like a, a work ethic. Like, man, these guys, they, um, the last episode I talked, we talked about how Proto Martyr sounds like they do books. Yeah. Um, this band sounds like they do instruments, like only. That's all they do. Yeah. Like, if you ha- go to the movies with them, that's cool, but they're going to be like running scales the entire time. Um, uh, one thing about that is like just the stoner overachieving, like they, they, it's, I kept noticing that instead of just running, they're not going to run a intro into a verse, into a chorus. There's going to be like three bridges in between each one of those parts as super noodly and it's going to be harmonized too. It's like, they don't chill. You know what I mean? Like it's stoner music, but it's like super intense. I remember from the live show and I think I just saw them the one time, but I like you mentioned work ethic and I felt like, yeah, they were working their asses off just yeah. for even one song. Like you're like, holy shit, you know, they're playing the shit out of every person in the band is playing the shit out of their instrument. And they're, <laughs> yeah. instead of like a really simple song, which each of those probably could be, they it's like a super drawn out solo that, comes back into the melody and then goes back into the chorus and it's like it's really really impressive but i was like holy fuck yeah they go they they, they just these guys work hard they all deserve raises and promotions um <laughs> i have an unconfirmed uh behind the scenes story about one of, i don't know which one one of the guys in the band and my memory is so bad i mean when we started off i mentioned that i said i had never heard the band and in fact, I had seen them live and listened to all their records. Um, <laughs> so that being said, take this for what it's worth. I could totally be mixing memories here, but I used to work with a guy named Matt. And what I'm remembering is I was visiting Philly when I lived in San Francisco and I saw Nova. How do you want to say it? Donava. Yeah. And... I was talking about it at work with Matt. Hey, I saw this band. They were pretty sweet. They were from Portland and he's, he grew up near Portland and he was like, Oh yeah, I used to live with blah, blah, blah. One of the dudes. And it was like, if I'm, rem- if I'm remembering cor- correctly, it wasn't a long-term thing. Like one of either him or the other dude moved into a house for like a few months and but the, the story I remember was, Oh yeah, that dude goes to the bar every night and gets completely hammered and then comes home and plays guitar for hours. I believe it. Yeah. I mean, it sounds right. Even if that, even if I'm, that's about a different band and I'm confusing things, it still applies, right? It still sounds like that's what these dudes do. And I feel like one of them is probably is a stepdad. You mentioned stepdad rock. He probably it's when it's not, it's not his weekend. They look young in the pictures. Um, but those pictures are probably from 10 years ago. Yeah, they wear a lot of jeans, a lot of denim. Half of them are stepdads, and when it's not their weekend with the kids, they're denavaing. They're just sh- shredding the gnar. Shredding the neck. And then finally, um, 
a lot of kind of intense instrumental music that it reminded me of um the champs or really getting into the champs and trans am and oxes and stinking lizavetta like all these either instrumental bands or primarily instrumental bands um that stuff was really exciting to me as a teenager and still is and to some extent it's nostalgia but the thing that denava has going for them is they those other instrumental bands sometimes could feel a bit cold because there's no like human you're not hearing a human um you know i think the human voice like can give this warmth to the recording and these guys are shredding like they those all those songs could be instrumental songs right and then there's also like great stony vocals so a plus um it reminded me of uh black sabbath's sabotage uh-huh which it was a, a sabbath record that i got into way late like i didn't i didn't know it until maybe like six years ago um but i'm excited because i was reading their bio and whoever wrote it talks about comparing their sound to uh two other sabbath records never say die and technical ecstasy and i don't I haven't heard never say die in probably 20 years and I maybe have never heard technical ecstasy. So that's exciting. I'm going to, I'm going to rip those both tomorrow. Yeah. I've, I totally got a, a Sabbath vibe and it's hard not to listening to Denava or seeing them play. Cause it, you know, it's almost like they're, they, when you look at them, it's like they're plucked out from that era of Sabbath, yeah. you know, but they, it's like they have those riffs, but they can also back it up by being extremely talented at each of their respective instruments. So it's yeah, and the something that I maybe wouldn't have been able to articulate, but uh, understand and appreciate is in that in their bio, uh, the person talks about how um, this sound has been around, and like every generation has bands that feed off since the seventies that like feed off this early metal garagey sound but so many of them um are influenced by like the the more accessible kind of like more prominent music from sabbath zeppelin aerosmith and they they talk about wolf mother witchcraft and the sword i'm not sure i've ever heard witchcraft but i've heard i know of wolf mother and the sword and they just go on to say that Denava is actually pulling from deeper cuts and bands like Iron Butterfly, Hawkwind, and Sabbath, but the more not the like stuff that every most people know, kind of like the a little bit deeper. So five bugs in there. Yes, I think um, we've talked before about would you listen to this record again? Maybe what's even a step above that is would you buy this record on vinyl and I definitely would. I think because this is like that. It's so dense that I could get really into it for a week and then put it down for six months and then get really, you know, just like rediscovering it every once in a while. Yeah, I think that's the best way to listen to a record like on vinyl too. Just you haven't heard it in a while and you pull it out. You're looking through your whole collection and then you just kind of sit there and experience it again after it's been you know yeah. several weeks or months. I have a haiku. School's out forever. In fact, it's burnt to the ground, pissing on remnants. Damn, that's 
That's like Merkin talk. <laughs> uh, and to the playlist, I want to add, uh, I'm just going to add two because their songs are kind of long. Um, okay. White Knights of Murder and I Am the Skull. Interesting picks, actually. To me, the whole, the record, aside from the outro, so the last song, the record just feels like one song. Yeah. Like I kept hearing in the third or fourth song, I'd hear a hook and be like, wait a minute. Wasn't that in the first song? Yeah. And it, it works. It's not like a uh, criticism. There's something about like, I, I love that. Um, it feels like such a cohesive piece. Yeah. And the last song is totally like a departure from this kind of the sound of the rest of the album, but it's also kind of a unique interesting way to end it because it's like you're traveling into the realm of david bowie in the labyrinth almost that's how you i do felt end up there yeah it reminded me of um uh, goblin do you know that band no they're like no. a super weird um italian band from the 70s i think okay now i'm gonna have to check that out all right uh okay your turn I like that you give it five bucks in there. See, I like I I struggle sometimes like recommending something I know that it's just kind of a funny pick that I would just like to hear your reaction. But I do like finding stuff that I think you would actually enjoy and sharing that more. I think you know. What was the like um, the Great British Baking Show? No, I just thought that you would enjoy that because it's because when they kick people off, they're so nice. What's a funny pick? Like I wanted, I thought I'll give them a Tony Braxton album. You know. <laughs> Don't you dare. Because there's a couple. Don't break the podcast. Tony Tony Braxton has a couple bangers. Stop it. I don't want to lose you as a friend. Then you can play some song right there as an interlude that sounds nothing like Tony Braxton. You're making me high. Yeah, well, you would like it. Check it out. <laughs> Talk about the the Jay Retard record. Um. Yeah, so I don't really know. I don't know when I got into Jay Retard. I feel like maybe, oh, not, uh, 2010, 2011, something like that. Like not, not early. That's for sure. Um, but I just found the like pace that really, I love how short the songs are on this record. So I asked you to listen to blood visions and they're just like snappy, short, kind of poppy punk songs. And they just felt, I don't know, they really felt exciting to me. And then, I mean, I think knowing how he died and uh, there's a documentary on him that uh, I really loved. Um, read about that. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's a sad uh, outcome and a, he had a troubled life but it's it i don't know i i guess i struggle with the tortured artist archetype i was actually just thinking about what i was going to recommend for next week and it's another kind of tragic figure and you know how much stock we put into that sort of thing and i've read um david lynch has a section in uh catching the big fish which is like a book about uh him musing about creativity and work. Um, and he talks about how it's, it's not true. Like we all buy into this, that sort of the Van Van Gogh and 
you know, Kurt Cobain and these like really tortured people that were unhappy and suffering quite a bit um, from mental illness or uh, addiction. Uh, his point was, it's not like, let that go. This is, it's, it's silly. Like you're, that's going to hinder creativity. You're going to make smarter, better work and you'll enjoy doing it. Like if you're, if you're happy. I think people sometimes fall into that bucket where they feel like that's the only way you can make great art right. or music is you have to be a tortured artist or like unhappy in general right. or like living through some sort of difficulty in your life, like struggling to make ends meet, but having your art to rely on to keep you going and this and that. But I mean, there's some value to, I mean, um, not value, but there is something to that. I mean, some of my favorite people had, uh, personally had difficult childhoods and mm -hmm. traumatic events early in life. I mean, it, it makes for interesting, resilient, um, oftentimes good art does come out of that. But I guess the point being that there's a, a point at which you can sort of don't hang on to it. Right. You know? Like you can achieve some stability or, uh, success without having to always fall back on hardship or something that you feel like is the only way you can continue to create something worth listening to or seeing or something. But yeah, just let that sob story go, Carl. Come on, you little Merc. So what did you think? Uh, right away the, with the first song, I, I loved it like from the get-go great what's the first song i'm gonna start with my rating uh the first song is called blood visions oh yeah so uh, i'm gonna start with my rating i gave it five bugs in there wow rating up front yes that's a, a new process for this review but i wanted to get that out of the way it was Careful. one of the ones don't break the podcast i ain't breaking nothing unless we all listen to Tony Braxton and I think you would like it. I was the first, so the first thing I was in the car, like great, great car record, by the way, just listening uh, to it straight through. And During I was the able vibe to, or the, the Tiguan, uh, the Tiguan. No, we don't have, we don't have a Tiguan yet, but uh, it's this other car we got trying to get rid of. Uh, I was able to listen to it all the way through on the way to work, which was my preference, but as you said, it is a, a lot of the songs are shorter and it was uh, cool to be able to get that out of the way once. And I listened to it probably 10 times over the course of the week. And we, you know, we last did our episode five less than a week ago. Yeah. Yeah. It was a little bit less time than usual. Yeah. So like the first thing I thought was like, this British guy is really fucking doing it. And I, I love it. Uh, so after I did some research and it wasn't until this, this guy from the mighty Boosh. Yeah. Um, I, I, I was like, well, he's clearly British, but he's really fucking doing it hard and, and doing a great job. So I enjoyed it. And honestly, it wasn't until probably after three listens through that I bothered to, to look Jay retard up. Cause I hadn't really listened to him much. Actually the song substitutions, uh, on this record, or I'm sorry, excuse me, not a substitute on this record popped into like a Spotify playlist that I was listening to. So I had heard that song, but I, I still thought remember, he was worse. Uh, I can't remember where he's from. Where is he? 
Memphis is oh, like yeah. the scene he came from. Yeah. South. Yeah. And it was sad because I, I didn't, I had no idea that he had passed away in 2010 and that was kind of a real downer. Cause I was really, like, you know, enjoyed it so much that I had hoped to be able to experience that music live. So it, it was pretty, pretty sad. And then to read further about the circumstances surrounding it, like so many people and so many, you know, tragic artists, sob stories, like it's, sucks it seems like it could have been a you know avoidable preventable but everybody's problems are different and they're the things they go through are uh who knows you know so that sucks yeah drink drink milk yeah just get your blue hen bod and drink milk and be happy and make art uh so he's not british so <laughs> i i fixed that in my mind but uh london tennessee yeah, London. <laughs> He's from Manchester, uh, Kentucky. It seemed for me like it wasn't just the pace of it and how because it's a very quick, it's like 29 minutes, but I found it really easy to get through. And I don't know if it's just how accessible it, it's it definitely like more poppy ish, like punk, punkish songs and uh, more melodic. And it sounds like from what I read, this was kind of a departure from like his earlier sounds. Like this was more poppy, Yeah. but, uh, and I think his first produced record as just Jay retard, you know, without a backing band. Cause he actually did all of the instruments himself, except for bass on one song, which is impressive. Right. But I, yeah, I, I, I personally love a good, uh, melody and a good, uh, good chorus. And, you know, with music like this, it's, you're going to get that pretty much most of the songs, but, it, to me, the other th- interesting thing is like you see him on the cover and it's blood visions. You know, he's standing there covered in blood. He's got a pair of what's the it's not Merkin, but it's <laughs> <laughs> underwear. It's like tight wrestling underwear. Oh, like uh, it's a Speedo or something. Speedo. Yes. Thank you. But he's covered in blood. <laughs> <laughs> it's Merkin. Uh to me, like when you listen to the lyrics, there does seem to be. And, and I didn't want to read any interpretations of the the record's meaning for many critics. Cause I think that kind of muddies up like what I am taking from it, but it, it seems like there's definitely a linear story happening throughout where he's like having like thoughts about these murderous fantasies. And then he's like living some of them out, you know, through little stories uh, in each song. And then eventually he's like, like, I'm not going to get caught. You can't catch me. So I don't know if you, if you get that vibe when you listen to it, but it's like the lyrics are some, some, you really have to listen cause they are happening so quickly. And this, the lyrics are pretty simple too, but there does seem to be a little bit of a story there happening. At least that's what I pulled from it. And uh, that's what I like to think. Yeah. It's some dark stuff. It is. He's like, it's so easy when your friends are all dead and uh it's like t- watching you turning blue puppet man seemed like he was talking about a corpse death is forming death is forming Ooh, yeah forming death forming death forming death death is forming death is forming thanks jay thank you jay so uh it does seem like these are all kind of love songs but they're lusty murderous rampages typical typical jay <laughs> <laughs> vintage retard vintage day and i i would love to listen to i mean i will 100 percent listen to this again i would like to pick it up yeah you uh, gotta <clears throat> you gotta watch the movie yeah what's the documentary called again um i don't remember i saw it uh <clears throat> i saw it in a theater in uh san francisco uh but i don't know what it's called but um but it's, it, i bet it's easy to find i bet you can rent it through um walmart's website 
This, yeah, Walmart streaming service. It's is it called Dope British Guy Sings Fast? Um, yep, I think you nailed it. <laughs> Good, IMDb at it. Yep. Um, the songs I'm going to add, and I went back and forth on that. Uh, I added "It's So Easy," "My Shadow," and "Fading All Away." Oh, you went with a upbeat, like a happy one. "My Shadow," I guess, is one of the more popular songs from that album from what i read and it was featured on a an mlb video game surprisingly enough oh, that's i weird. don't know that the, yeah i don't know that they saw the cover of the album they probably wouldn't have done that typical jay to sneak one past the old establishment <laughs> uh i didn't make it haiku but i'm gonna do one right now real quick please life can be a merc in that you see good times <laughs> wipe your smirk now get it that thank was... you <laughs> that didn't fit the form uh no the last stanza was six not five so uh i would like to say that i get a pass um but i would like this on vinyl so everybody gets one christmas is coming early just think about that <clears throat> you know i don't celebrate christmas no but you i mean you have a cold black heart but what I'm asking you to do is to buy this for me for the holidays. <laughs> for, for whatever holiday I celebrate, you're going to need that record. Whatever, whatever the reason is for your holiday season, get this British guy into my <laughs> record collection. All right. I'm going to make a documentary where I go interview the people that he knew, you know, that are still living and, and just ask him like, so how'd you meet this Brit? And <laughs> just get genuine reactions. It's weird because not, very many British people are from Memphis. Not not traditionally, but stranger things have happened. It's just a few blocks downtown. It's not that long of a... That's what they call the tube. It's a tube ride in London. They take the tube. <laughs> take the tube right to Memphis. Yeah, though that's a good song title. Too Much Neck. of the week don't say tony braxton let's get into songs of the week oh man did i did i prepare one um don't fuck this up you don't want to end the podcast don't break the podcast i'm gonna i'm gonna add a uh a towns van zant song oh nice is it from live at the old quarter uh i can't remember if he played this song on that show but uh it's the song called Nothing. Do you know it? I don't. Well, actually, I might. I don't know. Um, how about you? Uh, do you have? I just want to. Do you have that album live at the Old Quarter? It's fucking awesome. I do. In fact, I bought it in um, in San Francisco when I was there visiting recent or a couple of years ago, probably now. But I asked the. It was a small record shop, and it was typical record guy situation where he thought I was a dick. And I was like, Hey, do you have, uh, this Towns Van Zandt record? And he's like, uh, yeah, I think so. And I was like, Oh, that's great. I've been listening to it on Spotify and I just want to like actually have a copy. And he's like, oh, this is going to sound way better than Spotify. <laughs> what an asshole. I was like, just give me the record, man. Oh, Spotify. Uh, come here so I can fucking flick your dick. <laughs> what? What's your song of the week? 
Uh, it was a different song, but we were talking a lot about instrumentals when we were uh, covering Denava, and it made me think of like how funny it would be if when you go to sing karaoke, if they had a bunch of instrumental songs, so you just go up there with the microphone <laughs> and it, it just says instrumental break that lasts the whole song and people are waiting for you to sing. Awkward, like hands yeah. in your pockets. Yeah, so they're like, oh, damn, he's about to do it. The beat's going to drop <laughs> and, and you don't. It just says instrumental break. Uh, and I think the classic one that I would like to karaoke is is Jessica by the Allman Brothers. And that's that's my song of the week. You know that one? You know, I'm not I'm sure I do, but I'm going to have to I'm going to have to get reacquainted because I don't know it off the top. It goes. Oh, that's Jessica. Okay. Yeah. And, and just like now imagine they're like, hey, Carl's up. Next, next up, we have Carl singing just in this. So I go up there and that just starts and I don't I don't ever sing. Do you air guitar? No, I just weave smile, back like and half forth. smile. Yeah. And I can do that. Mostly look at your shoes. Yeah, look at my Birkenstocks. Yeah, so what about for next week? Next week, uh, I was thinking, have you seen the Towns of Anzant movie? No. Oh, okay. It's called um, Be Here to Love Me. It came out in 04, directed by Margaret Brown. And man, it's, you know, I like sad things. You're a sad boy. It's so sad. Be Here to Love You? Be Here to Love Me. Me. Okay. But it, I, um, I remember I liked him some, some stuff before I saw that, but seeing this kind of just allowed me to understand his perspective and how parts of his life were pretty depraved, pretty messed up. David Lynch would not approve. Not enough milk in Towns' diet. No. And what's kind of tragic when you listen to him on especially on spotify you know because it, it'll shuffle through different albums but like you can definitely hear the abuse he did on his body especially you know his oh, later, yeah, later albums yeah he's like it just sounds like he's half you know, dead yeah uh and it's sad but definitely fits that that a model for a tortured artist but you know a lot of it was his own doing and uh like I heard some audio where he's like, I designed it that way, you know, and it's even more sad to hear someone say that. But yeah, I will check that out. All right. Great. Um, how about for me? For you, I'm going to go with a punk band from Detroit. Um, one of the people in the band, I actually met him a couple times, but he is a part-time bartender at one of the popular venues around here called PJ's Lager House. Um, and he's also the leader of a band called the Craig Brown band, which is because he's Craig Brown, but they, that band is on uh, third man now. So he's kind of like finally getting his, um, like recognition and by a large, much larger audience, like, cause he's been in the, you know, local music scene in Detroit for a long time, but Jack terrible. Black tunes. finally noticed him. Yep. Jack Black finally noticed him and, and Meg Brown, uh, from the, the white keys. Um, which everybody knows in this area. 
kind of kind of sounds like whirlpool yeah girlpool sounds like whirlpool which is a funny funny joke that sarah made the other week. <laughs> uh, i don't think sarah made that joke i think you did I'd, I'd, I'd have to hear the playback of the tape but so the album's called i don't know how to pronounce it it's horror the word horror vacuum vacui horror v-a-c-u-i <laughs> Uh, you look it up and t- tell me or how you pronounce it. V-A-C-U-I. Is that French? I don't fucking know, man. But it's a good album. I like it. Interested to hear what you think. Uh, cool. I'm excited to listen. I, I don't think I would ever listen to a band called the Craig Brown Band if it weren't for a recommendation. Well, that's not the name of the band. That's what you said. No, it's Terrible Twos. Terrible Twos. Oh, what's the Craig Brown Brown Craig Brown band that's his new that's his current project that oh, is on third, is third older yeah terrible twos is older and craig brown okay. band is like it's like country twang it was he's like a complete de- departure oh. which is more interesting yeah yeah it's, it's good though it's it <laughs> it's interesting though it's not what you're thinking oh but but terrible twos is not that it's terrible twos is very much uh, a punk band great yeah, so give her a listen, and if you don't like it, you can wipe that smirking off your murkin' face. <laughs> if I don't like it, I'll just throw on um, some Tony Braxton. Unbreak my heart. Broke the podcast. Again. Oh, so we were at the vet, and the vet said, okay, time, naturally in a sentence, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you invite them on? No, I just, like, I, I looked at Sarah, but she didn't catch it, oh. and I was just... That would have been a funny moment. It was just for me. Yeah, good. You're like, what? <laughs> what kind of time? <laughs> okay, time. <laughs> okay, roll the credits. Thanks for listening to episode six of Okay Time. If you want to leave us a review, we would be okay with that. Um, you can do that through whatever app you listen to. Um, if you're Ryan... You probably can't do that because you've already tried and it didn't work. And then you Have tried you tried? Again. He did try twice, at least twice, maybe three times. If you're anybody else it. besides my brother, you can probably leave uh, a review. You can give it five stars because that's a thing that people do. And uh, people that make podcasts care about that. So I'm going to pretend that that's important to us. Um, so five stars, leave a review. If you use the Anchor app, you can leave us a voicemail and Sarah will send you something. We don't know what. Um, you, I'd, I'd like her to send me something and surprise me in the mail so you can be surprised too. But you have to leave your address. Don't forget to do that. And if you want to follow us on social, Carl is at Carl Grashit. Can you spell that for us, Carl? C-A-R-L-G-R-A-T-I-O-T. Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. <laughs> thanks and i'm at Harefort on instagram uh our intro and outro music is by the hokkaido concern who all have those delaware blue hen bods okay thanks bye Okay, then.